Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We've worked very hard on, on fitness and um, and the running game. That's what kind of led me to, to want this dream of being a, a racing driver. There's no point in time in anything except standards of excellence. We will deal with the Talton Cup if we're in it and we'll, we'll certainly give it every bit of respect. There's no feeling that beats playing for Ireland. My God, I'm going to do everything that is possible to bring us there. This is Sports Beat Extra. We're saying hello to the latest participant in Beats Club Focus this week. But first up, we're listening back to a chat with the head coach of the Waterford Wildcats and the successful Irish under-18s basketball team. I'm Sean Connolly, and this is Sports Beat Extra. I'm joined by Tommy O'Mahony, head coach of the Ireland under-18 women's basketball team and the senior Waterford Wildcats. Tommy, there is no better place to start than celebrating the success of your international side, 2023 Four Nations champions. What has that meant to you? Um, I suppose, yeah, it's a, it's a big thing for the girls. Um, for us, it's it's kind of a, a preseason tournament. So, like, we went over with sixteen players. Um, so we have we actually yesterday we cut it down to twelve. So it was kind of a, you know, finding out what works and what doesn't work. So as a main tournament, but you know, it was good good to win it. It was unexpected. Um, England were quite strong, but the girls did extremely well. So delighted. So I wouldn't say it's one of our one of our goals at the start of the year to win it. You know, it's, I suppose it's a friendly tournament, but at the end of the day, we want to win everything. You know, we go to play, so it was great. Yeah. And to not expect to win, it's something I'd imagine you can look back on in 2023 of a massive achievement. Yeah, definitely. Um, I suppose not expecting to win because we were rotating players a lot, if you know what I mean. So it wasn't something we intended to do, like to go out to win the whole time. But once we were there, obviously winning it was, you know, I suppose it was secondary, but, you know, it was nice to do it. But the girls did extremely well. They played really well. Like we played Wales and Scotland. Like we were down 20 to 9 in the first quarter against Wales and they came back and we won by 11. Um, Scotland was tough enough as well, you know, and it was all done over three days as well. You know, we played Scotland and England on the same day. Um, so that was tough enough. But, you know, I was delighted for him now. Brilliant. What made the victory even sweeter was the nature of the wins. A stunning 60 to 53 comeback win against England in Cardiff. Talk us through that game. Um, yeah, it was a big game for us. Um, we played them in a friendly game. Uh, we, went, we went over there and I think we beat them by seven, you know, so I suppose they were coming back looking for a bit of a revenge. Um, it was a very slow game for both teams. I think, you know, the score of the third quarter was like we were down 30 to 39 um, and like we scored more, more points in the fourth quarter than we did in the, in the other three, you know, so a few girls hit a few shots and I suppose we couldn't miss at a stage and like four four quarter was was manic, you know, there was people hitting shots left, right and centre and, you know, I suppose it was the energy, you know, like especially in basketball where people go on runs and different things happen. We feed off that so they fed off each other and, you know, everything happened at the same time and we just managed to pull out a win and, you know, certain people stepped up as well, young especially younger girls like the the gym was packed. Um, it's very easy for them to get nervous at this stage, but you know they st- they stood up when it was counted and they got the reward at the end. 
brilliant. And like you said, the revs in the engine just kept going in the last quarter. Like you must be very proud of the energy that they feed off each other. They all get along very well. Yeah, um, I suppose playing in an Irish team is, is a big privilege for a lot of people. Um, like as I said, we had 16 players over there, you know, so the people that weren't playing were had as much injury as people that were playing and they were cheering them on and every shot they made, every pass they made, we could hear it. And, you know, especially for Irish people, there was a lot of Irish parents there, you know, and the crowd was full and they were, you know, and that I suppose especially in that small atmosphere where other sports, there the crowds are far away from them, where in basketball, the crowd's on top of them, everyone's on top of them and they feed off that. So I think... That particular game, I think, you know, really emphasised what basketball is about and how much energy you can get from it. And, you know, it was really, it did it really well, you know, so really looking forward to the Euros now. Great. In terms of complete tournament performances, the win followed victories over Scotland and Wales. Uh, your side managed to score over 70 in both of those games. How much have you been working on in terms of aggression? Um, yeah, I suppose it'd be uh, one thing we would work on. Um, I suppose if people, the people that know me, you know, a lot of my teams would be tend to be aggressive on defense anyway. You know, so I wouldn't think we're a big scoring team, but I think we score from a lot from our defense. So we we, we do lock a lot on our defense, like we do a lot of full court stuff, pressure on the ball, making people uncomfortable. Besides, you know, a lot of people will wait for the opposition to give you the ball. Where our instinct is to force them into decisions they don't want to make and make them pressure the whole time. But sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Unfortunately fortunately for us, it worked there. Um, I suppose a lot of times we're playing against people that haven't the first time playing international and the standard from club basketball to international is a huge step. And it's, I suppose it's that pressure. So like we would do it a lot in training sessions where we just make sure they pressure the whole time. So it's a lot easier when they're practicing that to put that into games then because they're used to that kind of pressure. But I suppose international basketball, that's all, that's all it's about. How crucial was the achievement ahead of the European Championships in a, as a whole? Um, I think it's it's big for the girls on, on a conference point of view. Um, like a lot of these girls would have played, would have missed a lot during COVID. So like in two years ago, this exact team didn't have a European Championships. They had a kind of a just challenge games. It was called a European Challenger. So they didn't have any preparation come up. That So this is kind of a proper European. So to get that confidence going into games, they know they can win. And if they perform at a certain level, they know what the outcome could be is huge. Um, now, as I said it from the outside, this wasn't one of our goals going forward that we needed to win the Four Nations. But as I said, as it turned up, it was nice to win it. But, you know, it gives them that confidence to go forward to say, OK, look, this is like, as I said to them, this is our template and this is the way we play. And this is the outcome if we play like that. And now it's obviously it's not always going to, games don't always work out the way you want them to work out. But at least they know what the template is like now. Turning the attention to the Women's Super League and specifically the Waterford Wildcats, how do you evaluate the season so far? Um, yeah, look, we finished there, I suppose, about a month ago. Um, we lost in a semi-final to Glenmire. Um, you know, overall, it was, it was probably a positive season. Like, we got to the Cup semi-final, we finished fourth in the league. Um, there was a lot of changes from month to month. Uh, you know, people coming in and out for various reasons, injuries. Um, and that's never easy when the cha- the team changes a lot. And it did change a lot, especially around January time. Um, there was a lot of ins and outs, and it was hard to establish where we wanted to be. Um, I suppose the big disappointment would be for the Cup semi-final. I thought we were, you know, we could have won that. Um, for certain things, it just didn't go away. It wasn't for a lack of effort, but, you know, certain things didn't happen for us on that day. But, you know, overall, it's positive. You know, we have a lot of young people there. 
Um, they got a lot of experience, so hopefully we'll bigger and better things. There'll be no semi-finals next year, and hopefully finals. And like you said, there's a lot of growth there. Um, when speaking about players, it's important to recognise the achievements of Sarah Hickey. Her tremendous talents have been recognised with the award of Super League Young Player of the Year. How far do you think Sarah can go? Um, Sarah has put in a lot of work this year. Um, I suppose people don't see the amount of work she puts in, you know, off the, off the court, whether it's shooting sessions or gym sessions or so on. Um, so, yes, she's just out of under 18, so she's still only 19. So there's a lot of... A lot more to go to come from her. Um, so big, bigger and brighter things, as I said. But she did an amazing year, you know, getting Young Player of the Year, and this is the second time, two years in a row. Um, so I'm sure she'll, if you ask her, she'll be pushing for a Senior Player of the Year next year. Thank you so much, Tommy. That's Tommy Omani, head coach of the Ireland Under-18 Women's Basketball Team and the Senior Waterford Wildcats. Tommy, thanks so much for coming in. Thanks a million. This is Sports Beat Extra. The latest entrant in Beats Club Focus is the Institute of Self-Defence Ireland. Based in the heart of Waterford City, this is a truly remarkable establishment which caters for people of all ages. Now, having had the opportunity to spend some time with many of the key individuals within the Institute, I'm delighted to give them an opportunity to share their story across the region. We hear now from some of the people that work tirelessly day and night for the family they have created within. My name is James Welch. I'm the head coach and founder of the Institute of Self-Defence Ireland. I'm training here since 2014. We were under the Institute of Krav Maga Ireland. And during COVID, we went through a bit of a a rebrand and made some changes to the kind of ethos of the club. A lot of the self-defence industry is solely focused on the fighting side of it. And we wanted to establish more awareness avoidance, de-escalation and then action if, ne- if needed. Um, it's something that was missing in the industry, especially here in Ireland, so I think we're kind of pioneering that degree. We have students here from the age of 5 to 60 plus, uh, all nationalities, all religions and creeds. Um, we've trained everybody through the years, guards, members of the army, armed response unit, to old age pensioners, you name it, we've, had, we've seen it here through the years. We love coming up here, myself and the other instructors, we all work full-time jobs. It's very much a uh, labour of love, we love coming up, um, going, tr- going through the lessons each week with the students, and bringing people on, bringing, bringing on their confidence, uh, their fitness, their strength, uh, their awareness and their self-esteem. We always have a good crack teaching up here. I constantly get asked um, when I say Krav Maga, which is one of the disciplines that we study here, what's that? And we're still, since since 2014, we're teaching it here in Waterford, and we still get asked that question. So really just getting the word out there um, about what we do and what's available here in class every week. It's You don't have to be super fit to begin. A lot of people think that they're, that they're getting into an MMA-style environment. It's not that at all. We're not training for five or ten three-minute rounds. We're training to keep keep ourselves safe, be switched on. We deal with the most common sort of threats. Like we, when we run an eight-week beginner course, we give people the tools to deal with the most common attacks and the most common assaults. After that, then we kind of go into as more specialised and more well-rounded. But people can come up with a no level of fitness or a very little, very low level of fitness, um, and they'll get fitter and stronger week by week, as well as bringing on their awareness and their skill set. I'm Ray, and I'm the kids and teens instructor. So uh, I do the three classes on a Saturday, and I also do the mobility class then on a Wednesday. I suppose 
the first class is, is, is basically four to six-year-olds. When I started training way, way back, um, my own two girls had started in the class and I was just helping out with James and um, he asked me would I be interested in becoming an instructor. I said, yeah, absolutely, be interested in it. So he obviously encouraged me, trained me and then I started into it and what we found was we had two classes but the age gap was so vast between say 6 and 12 and then 12 and 18 the body sizes you know for fighting and all the rest of it so we decided that we'd go to three classes so we go kind of up to up to 8 and then from 8 to 12 and then 12 to kind of 16 and then we move them on to the adults classes so that's what we do over Saturday mostly what we cover with the younger ones is we cover like um, like some animal movements you know, for flexibility and mobility, get them moving. Um, I find if you say to them, do 10 push-ups, no one will do push-ups. But I tell them to crawl around like a bear for 10 minutes and chase them, and they'll go around all day. Absolutely love it. So we don't do too much combat stuff with the smallies. We just basically teach them awareness. We do little games to stress them out and get them to deal with stress. You know, so if you're chasing them around the place, they're still able to focus. We'll tell them where the safe zone is and they'll get to that, that type of stuff. So they're able to think. So that's what we teach with them. And then we move on to the next classes. We keep the kind of the mobility thing going. And then we start to talk about a bit more about a self-defense end of things. You know, again, awareness, de-escalation, trying to remove yourself from avoid the situation, talk your way out of it, and then obviously try and get away from a situation before we actually go to the physical end of things. Um, and then the teens, they're they're dealing with it different. You know, they're up into secondary school. The type of stuff that they have to deal with, unfortunately, is you know a little bit different to what the babies and and the middles would have to deal with. So when we were training over in Israel, the lads will talk to you about that. We were we never really taught any knife defence stuff to teens. But when we were over in Israel, they kind of opened their eyes and said, "Look, this is what they're facing." Unfortunately, this is what they're facing. People are bringing you know knives into school, knives to clubs and all the rest of it. So what we teach them. It's very basic, you know, try and keep it light-hearted and basic, you know, observation type of stuff. Again, keeping away from the situation rather than anything else. And if a knife is presented, we teach them basic things, draw attention to the knife. We have a little phrase here, you'll probably hear it in the train, it's called knife out. So if you see a knife, you scream, you draw attention to it, that type of stuff. The mobility and flexibility came again um, a a lot from my own training. You know, picking up silly injuries and you're kind of saying to yourself, you never rupture a quad or a big muscle. It's always a small little muscle that you neglect in your training. So you're, you're lifting weights and you're doing your squats and all that, and that's great. But you're not doing the smaller muscles, the, the stability stuff. And that's where pretty much every injury I've picked up is in the stability muscles. So we said, okay, we'll look at this. And um, when we were over in Israel, the head instructor, he was big on it. Flexibility, mobility. So that's what we... Um, we kind of sit down, we had a little a think tank between the instructor teams. We said, look, Wednesday's free, we can look at a mobility class. So that's what that does on a, on a Wednesday night, mobility and flexibility. So that's kind of my role within here is, is, is the kids and teens and the mobility and flexibility. Uh, Siobhan Parcel, I'm the ladies instructor here in the Institute and I also help Ray out on the Saturdays um, as a coach then for the kids' classes. I came along here just to get fit I hadn't trained in years um I was 53 when I actually started up here and I rang James and said how old do you have to be he said over 18 I said I meant an upper age limit he said rock up and see how it goes and I have never looked back and uh, I do it a to keep fit but b for safety on the street you know in an ideal world we would all be safe on the street 
unfortunately we don't live in an ideal world and the only person you can guarantee to be there in a crisis is yourself so you need to be able to look after yourself and you could possibly have kids with you that you also need to keep safe. The one thing for me as a, as a, a, a female instructor is that, you know, like I said, I was 53 before I even started this. Don't let age stop you coming up here. We're not about fancy moves and big techniques, not in the ladies' class. In the ladies' class, we are all about clever moves, techniques that will work, techniques that will make the difference uh, with you getting home safely or not. You know, we're a small club, uh, an independent club, you know, and I think it's going to just make people more aware. Put us out there, put us on the map, give us, give us a, um, a wider catchment area. My name is Ashley Sheen. I'm an instructor here at Waterford Institute of Self-Defence. I instruct uh, during the week on Tuesday and Thursday nights, uh, the intermediate class. Um, Thursday usually is the more beginner side of it. Tuesday is the more experienced people, a little bit more um, uh, hands-on, a little bit more violent for want of a better word um, we try and cover awareness for people who are starting uh, it's about being kind of aware of, of danger and not putting yourself in a bad situation seeing it coming before it happens and not engaging in violence if you can help it but if you have to being aware of uh, what you have to do in, in so we start with that we move from there to uh, if if you do get yourself in trouble or you do find yourself in trouble, um, how to deal with it, what you do with your hands, where you, where you, where you look, where you, and if you fall or you, if you land on the ground, how to not get hurt on the ground. So we kind of start with little commands like that for people, you know. So I'm of an age, I suppose, where I needed something to kind of keep me healthy and fit. Uh, I've always done sport and I kind of hadn't done sport for a couple of years. Um, so I just needed something. Um, why I did Krav Maga, I'm not sure. Uh, I suppose I just wanted something different. I was always a swimmer and did weights and swimming all my life so I just wanted to do something a little bit different I kind of knew James um, from from a long time ago I used to babysit James when I was in school strangely enough and uh, yeah I just saw him on Facebook and I knew he was doing this so I thought it might be fun to try it out the thing there's a nice crew here that's the the one thing I would say for it Um, all the instructors are very welcoming and it's not it's not as intense as people expect it to be it ramps up to be quite intense when you when you you're at it quite a while but when you when you jump in at the start it's much more about the idea of craft rather than you know um coming in and fighting a lot of people and there's not you're not sparring and stuff like that to start with you're kind of working from an idea of trying to keep people safe you know me as an instructor that's what i try and do i try and explain to people look this is not about getting into fights or it's not about going off into competitions and fighting it's about being able to walk out of work and walk down the street late at night and feel somewhat safe, you know, or just avoid those situations if you can. But if you have to be there, at least you can feel safe, you know. My name is David O'Connor. I'm one of the uh, instructors in the Institute of Self-Defence. Uh, so a, a, a standard evening is um, we start the classes usually around 8 o'clock or so. Uh, it's an hour and a half of a class. Uh, I'm, as I say, one of the instructors here. The head instructor is, is, is James. We... Uh, start with a bit of a warm-up and then we do a bit of um, self-defence technique uh, we always throw in a bit of cardio and that, and that sort of stuff obviously the, the focus is, is self-defence we, we started off as a, a Krav Maga uh, club and, and what we try and do is, is to teach techniques that are instinctive for people um, that they can apply in, in real life situations and to develop those techniques so that they come naturally it's a great club um, you know, we, we, it might get the message out to people who are interested 
in it um, who, who, who might want to come along and, and, and try it out. Um, it, it, it has a lot going for it. You, you, you learn so much in terms of self-defence, uh, in terms of your, your, your confidence and your ability to handle yourself and to know that you can deal with difficult situations. Um, it's also great fun. Uh, <coughs> and I made some, made some wonderful friends here as well. And it, it, It's all kind of like one, one big family up here as well. I started out myself about seven or eight years ago. I had never done anything uh, like this before, so it was all completely new to me. And I just said I would come along and, and try it out for one class. And I've been coming along for seven or eight years since then, and it, it's been, been quite a journey. Um, I, I've even last year I was I was training in Israel um, with uh, top Krav Maga instructors who also, for example, trained the, the Israeli army. So uh, I, I've come a very long way over those seven years. Uh, so it's well worth trying it and just see if you like it, and, and you never know where it will take you. It, it gives you that confidence that if you get into a difficult situation that you will be able to, to deal with it or, or it won't completely take you by surprise and that you won't just be shocked by a certain situation that you'll some idea what, what to do. Hi, my name's Fred Kennedy. Here I help out on the Saturday classes for the teens and the kids as well and I come here to the adults to learn. Well, my dad brought me here when I was a couple of years ago and I fell in love with it instantly because everyone's so kind and you actually learn proper techniques here that actually work. It means everything to me. I've been here like in a lot of my life, and it's just the best thing ever. I've made so many friends. If you're not fish, they'll make you fish. Hello, I'm Connor, and I have my own classes usually on Saturday, but in the summer times, I have my classes twice a week on a Wednesday. Um, I just I love it so much. It's really like fun to do. Like I see my friends. Fred, Fred here, who's, he's one of my best friends in primary school. We went to different secondaries, so I didn't get to see him as much after, but now I get to see him here all the time. So it's great crack. You should come here because it's great crack to like, it, like you you make loads of friends. No one here is like actually trying to be mean to or anything, and it's really good exercise as well. It helps you keep fit and get in shape, and you can and you learn loads as well. So say you learn something from like a real life scenario. Say, say you're in like a dangerous situation, you can learn how to get out of it, and it's not something it's not something like all showy and stuff. It's proper like technique and not trying to get yourself killed or anything people like people here are like really close to each other they wouldn't like they wouldn't like hate they wouldn't like actually go against each other as like one of the coaches here she, his wife goes with him and it's I think it's really nice and his children also go as well I find that great my younger sister also goes here as well a lot of people with their family members like as I'm saying my sister goes as loads I think that you should definitely come but it's actually it's actually so much fun I can't believe like I've been here for almost about two and a half years now. Oh, it's been actually so. It's actually been so great. I'm 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 excited every week for like I'm about to go in, and it's, I have so much fun coming. In. I always try to get in early, so I I help him with the younger classes in early. So I try to get in as early as possible, so I can get more in, have chats with friends and all that. It's just definitely worth coming in. Five counties, one big sports show. Sports beat extra. That is everything for today. Keep your messages coming through our socials and your emails coming through to sport at beat102103.com. Beat Anthems is coming right up after this one final message for all you sports clubs in the region.
Beat Club Focus is well and truly up and running, and you have an opportunity to win a grand for your club. Each month, I jump in the car and I visit a club in the region, giving them a chance to take their place in the limelight. You'll get the feature on air, online, and across all of our socials. Then, at the end of the 12 months, one of those lucky clubs will bag €1,000 bursary. And that winning club is also going to be chosen through a public vote, giving you an opportunity to attract some new members. Club Focus is part of Beat's ongoing commitment to support the work that local clubs do, while also celebrating the positive impact that they all have on their local communities. So if you want to get your club involved, it's really as easy as heading to beat102103.com forward slash club focus to apply now, and we might be having a cuppa very, very soon. Tracking sport across the southeast. Sports Beat Extra.